Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ascendify podcast with Jessica. Today, we're going to talk about finding your way back to self-love. Loving yourself is the first step to figuring out who you are, which I think so many people, including myself, just want to bypass the step or think that once we have what we want, once we get our manifestations, once we achieve our goals, then we could love ourselves. But it's actually the opposite, unfortunately. And we have gotten so used to obeying the demands of others that we've completely lost our way. We've completely lost touch with ourselves. So in order to find our authenticity, we need to rediscover self-love. So no matter how long you think it's been since you last loved yourself, I promise that there was a time in your life when you did, even if it was when you were a little kid. Um, This is where a lot of your uh, inner child work is going to come in, which we'll talk about in the next podcast. Um, But we need to take the time to get to know ourselves again and truly understand what makes us happy. If all the demands of everybody else in life were off of us, what would we want to do? What would we want to feel? So the first way to do this is by paying attention to our emotions. How do we feel when we're around people or after we leave people? How do we feel at work? How do we feel when in the company of someone who truly loves and accepts us? Our emotions are going to be the biggest indicator of our authenticity. If we're constantly feeling drained or unhappy or have a lot of a lot of anxiety it's a sign that we're not in alignment with our true selves however if we're feeling happy and at peace it's a good indication that we're on the right track and now we're going to begin to attract whatever those deep feelings are that are consistent so that's another thing to keep in mind is that we're going to manifest from our feelings not our thoughts And yes, our thoughts and feelings are connected, but there is a difference. So this is why just because you have negative thoughts doesn't mean you're going to attract those things to you. But if you feel deep down inside that you're a bad person, you might start attracting situations um, to help you heal that. But if you can't get there, then they're just going to keep repeating. It's also really important to remember that finding our authenticity is a journey not a destination this isn't something we're just going to get to i'm going to be a broken record throughout this podcast constantly repeating that because for so long i tried to just think oh once i feel positive once i get here then i'm done but you're never done because every time you get somewhere now you just have more goals and more ambitions which is great but you know these things can still be dragging us back so there will be ups and downs along the way but as long as we keep moving forward we will eventually find our way back to ourselves it is inevitable Um, you're in control of how long does it take how long is the process going to take how willing are you um, to get there but do know no matter what you're going to get there Try not to hold yourself to any impossible standards or get tripped up if things get rocky. We're looking for progress here, not perfection. It is the journey. The journey is the best part, but we always want to skip to the end. Anytime I've tried anything new, whether it was starting this business um, or my boyfriend Matt and I's most recent adventure, which is learning to play tennis when I've never played a sport in my entire life, um, was definitely 
helpful, helpful experience. It's so easy to get down on yourself or think you're not going to get it because you're not good at first. No one is good at anything at first. I was so bad at tennis. The sport was killing me. I couldn't hit the ball. It was flying over the courts. It was going into other people's lanes. I'm like, great. Um, and you know, those things start to, to fester in the mind. And I think social media feeds on this so bad. Like you have to get things right on your first try or your first go because everyone's watching. And after a few months at tennis, I realized that I would miss the ball or do so bad once I started to get nervous because I thought other people were watching me or judging me or thinking things. I was more focused on them looking at me than I was at just watching the ball and hitting the ball. And this translates right into life. I realized that there were so many times I didn't do things because of others and thinking that they were watching me, but it was only holding me back. Those other people didn't don't even care. Even the people at tennis, they don't care if I miss the ball. They're probably not even paying attention or watching me as much as I, I thought they were. But it was my own problems with not loving myself enough. Let yourself be bad at things. It's okay. It's the only way you're going to grow and get better. Sometimes we just give up right before we turn that corner, but that could be your old story if this has happened to you, and now it is time to persevere. Even though starting new things does make a ton of insecurity and self-doubt come up, if you can get past that and keep going, this opens up so many new doors. Accomplishing something, especially something that at one point you deem too hard or impossible, builds confidence unlike anything else. That confidence leads you to feeling like you could do anything, you could do more. You're willing to take more chances. You're willing to do things that you couldn't even fathom before. It's when we are in our comfort zones that it's harder to take riskier moves. When I was in my last nine to five, I became so fearful about what was going to happen. I became so depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. My job became so mundane. I was doing the same task over and over and over again, day after day. I would drive to work and know, I would already know exactly what my day was going to consist of, what it was going to be like, and it was like I already lived it before I even stepped through the door. There was no growth there. There was no room for growth there. There was nothing to strive for. There was no creativity. And this ended up taking such a big hit at my confidence. And I started to believe that I couldn't do anything better than what I was doing or where I was at currently. I got into the trap of just complaining. Any little thing someone did or said would piss me off. And I was so upset because I just felt so stuck in where I was. I couldn't see out of it. The, I couldn't see into the future. I couldn't see the future looking good. It just looked grim. Like it felt like I was just on repeat and it was just never going to end. Getting into another job or another opportunity felt so impossible at this time. I thought I couldn't make any more money than I was making. Maybe because I didn't think I deserved it. Maybe I just didn't think it was possible. There were a few perks at this job that I like held on to for my dear life and felt like I wouldn't be able to find these things anywhere else. So because of a few perks, I 
didn't want to make a move. Um, but in reality, my comfort zone was making me absolutely miserable and holding on to these things was making me miserable. Who cares if you have a perk, if everything else about the situation or job or relationship is just horrific? Like, does it even really matter in that moment? Again, it was just killing my confidence and creativity. I felt so stagnant. It was just horrible. Um, but I was so scared to quit. So I would complain, 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 but then I wouldn't do anything. And when I did decide to quit, I, you know, went back on it so many times before I actually did it. I had to talk about it with Matt extensively. You know, he even had to say something to me like, I thought we already decided you're quitting. Like, why are you not quitting? Because I was just so scared to do it. But once I finally did it, I knew it was right. I cried. I felt so happy, uh, tears of joy. And I knew that I was opening new doors for myself. I knew that I freed myself from a situation that might have been doing decent for me financially, but it was barely doing that. And it didn't check off a single other box of what I wanted. But I needed to love myself enough to realize that it wasn't serving me or my highest good. And I needed the confidence to know that I deserved more, way more. I was worth more and I could find it somewhere else. And although that journey is not easy and still not easy, and there were times that I did regret the decision when, you know, I couldn't make things happen for me or I couldn't make money. I still realize now that it was the best thing I ever did and I've grown so much more through being uncomfortable. I was able to find myself in that uncomfortableness. And I think when you're in your comfort zone, that that seeing yourself being uncomfortable is such a fear, but I was able to see my abilities come through and my determination and drive to make my life what I wanted it to be. I was able to find gratitude. And in the moment, I hated the job so much that I was also not seeing the things that it did help me with on a personal level um, and the experience that I got there. And if even if I had other problems and obstacles now with, with quitting there, I knew that there was limited, limitless potential and opportunity. So it's just impossible to find yourself and be on the right path if you're miserable every day. That's the first indication that you're lacking change in a plan. Loving yourself is the only thing that can free you from self-doubt. No matter how much someone else loves you, they cannot make you love yourself. They can only help you see and remind you of your good qualities. But if your self-loathing is running deep, you're going to continue to find people who will mirror this to you. Even though it's so painful, this is trying to get you to see that you deserve more. This lesson is showing you how important your self-worth is. And once you free yourself from the shackles from these relationships, whether it's romantically, friendship, family, coworkers, you will only then start to change your mindset. Because by doing this, you are signaling to the universe and to your subconscious that you deserve more. And you know and truly believe that you deserve more. I know doing this is really difficult because 
you know, if you have to cut people off in this process, quit your job, um, break up a friendship, break up a romantic relationship, stop talking to someone in your family, that could feel so lonely and, and no one wants to be alone. I don't care how enlightened you are. Um, that feels scary, maybe more scary for others. I definitely, you know, don't want to be alone. I like to have a community around me. I like to be in a relationship. I like to have friends. But you have to realize that being alone doesn't last forever. And once we remove people from our lives who don't make us feel good, we give ourselves the space to try to find ourselves and declare what, what we want. Those people were just showing us what we don't want and making us emotionally drained, which is not the place you need or want to be. I've always had a really hard time losing friendships because first I would feel so guilty if I was the one ending the friendship or I would feel really sad if someone else was ending it. No matter what, it would hit on my self-worth. I realize though that so many people are only meant to be a part of your story. We pick these people when we are at the same spot in our lives as them, but as we progress sometimes, we must leave these people behind if they aren't progressing as fast as we are or going where we're going anymore. The path splits and we don't go together. And that's happened a lot and I think that I've been in a relationship with Matt for 12 years and the, I know, and we talk about this all the time, like I know the reason that we're still together is because we have just been so fortunate that our goals have always stayed the same. We want the same things in life. We're going after the same goal. We're chasing the same goal together. And I think once that stops, um, like it's really hard to, to move forward. And that's sometimes I think, I mean, just from my experience, this is what relationships can lack. And this is what has happened to me in my friendships. And it's been so difficult is that they stop wanting to grow sometimes at all or just past this point and even if we grew together for you know years or months or weeks then all of a sudden it just it's done but I flipped the script by realizing how thankful I was to have them during that time in my life I wouldn't have been able to reach the level I'm at now if it wasn't for them and having them there and I can just hope that I do did the same for them in, in some capacity or taught them a lesson in some capacity but now continuing the relationship is only going to stop my growth it would change the course of my path it would lead me to to be inauthentic and to keep this going when I'm no longer happy or, or outgrowing it so realizing this doesn't make me less lonely. It doesn't make the pain go away. I still have to go through the process of losing someone. So you still have to grieve. You still have to go through the phases of anger and sadness. Um, you still have regrets. I definitely do. And if you don't go through that, then you can stay stuck on one or some of those emotions but in reality none of them matter once you reach the gratitude of uh you know the relationship and feeling grateful for it and for the lessons it taught you you can still have anger or frustration come up it's perfectly natural but you just have to keep moving through it and there were so many times when the friendship ended it was like i couldn't get past my anger even once i got to the gratitude then i would be angry or upset or miss them or whatever and you know it's okay like it's okay that that happens i think sometimes i would think that it has to just be like oh well once i reach this gratitude then like i'm not if i'm angry or sad then i'm going backwards and that is not true either all of this is is teaching me 
how to get back on my path, how to regulate my emotions, how to move through something. It's your only chance to release the shackles that this situation has had on you. I think that's something else that helped me a lot was realizing it's not on the person, the other person, but I would get more stuck on the situation that occurred during our relationship or, or the cause of it. But I've really learned so much about myself through others and it's really hard to see yourself if you don't go through these experiences that are neutral. It's us who attaches what's good or bad. If you don't believe that every experience is neutral, then just think of a really bad breakup you had. Um, Again, could be friend, romantic, or family, and how awful you thought it was, how devastated you were, um, how you thought you would never move on. So you just attach bad to this scenario. But years later, when you were in a better spot, in a better place, when you found someone else or something else that made you feel so alive and opened your heart again, you were whole again you then could change that experience in your mind to good and then again be grateful it happened because it led you to so much better and thank god you're not stuck with that person or that situation so again that experience was always neutral it was pushing you along your path it just in the moment it felt you know not the best but that's because that's what we thought then So things are just really hard to see in the moment and it's harder to see the bigger picture, but you will as time goes on and experiences change. And then when something else like that happens, you might not so much attach the bad to it. You might understand, I know this is helping me, even if I can't see it right now, even if it feels really scary. Perfect example, um, my boyfriend has a marketing company and he just parted ways with one of his biggest clients and we immediately could have, you know, not that it wasn't stressful and scary and we had to give room for those emotions to be there, but we knew that even if this sucks right now, we know down the line, like we can work with someone who is just so much better for us and gets we get along with them better. And he doesn't hate his life every day because he has to talk to this client, you know, constantly and nothing's right and nothing goes anywhere. But it's scary in the moment. But I refuse to attach bad to it. Even if we are literally losing half of our income, we have to have the confidence to know that we're going to go find someone else. We're going to keep going. It's the name of the game. This is what it means to be an entrepreneur. And if I didn't have all those prior experiences, I wouldn't have been able to think of it that way. I wouldn't have been able to not freak out and panic. So that's what I mean. This is such a journey. Like You just build and build and build upon every experience. So maybe this will help you look at yourself, the things that you've done as neutral. For so long, I had extreme anxiety and held myself to ridiculous standards. I would play things that occurred in my head over and over and over again, trying to change them, which I said this, which I said that. Felt guilty for the things I did say. I questioned my sanity. But now I realize that I just had to look at myself and my choices as neutral, not bad. Nothing is bad. I had to be able to understand that I was doing doing the best I could possibly do at the time. If I didn't make the mistake, I wouldn't have been able to fix it. I wouldn't have learned. So isn't it better to make mistakes and learn and grow because you'll become so much better from it. We could never grow our self-love and our self-worth if we're constantly thinking that everything we do is bad and every outcome we have is bad. In my experience with manifestation, it's less about negative thoughts and actions and more about how I actually feel. 
That's why we just need to love ourselves more. We need to think higher of ourselves. Visualization and journaling work because you're believing that you already are this great person. You're making yourself more confident. And speaking of, I have tried every method to get to love myself more. And although I did see a lot of progress with certain things, nothing worked for me like EFT had. I know I mentioned in my first podcast about asking yourself a question before bed and letting your dreams answer you and I had to keep asking questions for a good week or two before my dreams started answering me but something huge I noticed with EFT was that I had constant nightmares about myself always being in an unclean setting or being really really embarrassed about myself or my environment which was leftover gunk from my childhood all attached to my self-worth But once I started doing EFT, I realized that I no longer have these dreams. I started having dreams with me declaring that I was too good for the situation I was in or saying no to things. And I had never had that happen in my entire life. So that's when I knew that EFT was changing my subconscious. It was getting me to love myself more and believe it. I'd actually love to do a whole podcast about it if that's something you guys um, would be interested in. So let me know because I really, really struggled finding a modality that worked for me. And I know it's different for everyone, um, but finding something that works for you, like truly, truly works for you, not just because someone else told you to do it, again, with the journey of self-love, you know, it could be meditation, breath work, journaling, visualization. For me, it was tapping. Um, And I don't even really know like what made me do it or how I got into it. it um, but it was just like such a good calling and it just helped me rewire my subconscious and make me confident in a way that I had just never seen before so yeah again if you want me to make another podcast on that I will but another way to fast track your journey of self-love and self-confidence is to stop comparing yourself to others it's so easy to look at your neighbors your peers social media the regular media reality tv or whatever else is in your life and think that your life isn't good enough or you're not good enough you know it makes you think that you don't have the experience the connections the money the looks the lifestyle or whatever else you're trying to get And it could make you think that having these things would naturally make you feel worthy. Um, But that's not true. If you got everything today, you would still feel the exact same as you do right now. So setting authentic goals and achieving them is what's going to make you feel better. This is the path to feeling more confident in yourself and your abilities, to loving yourself, to set out and prove something to yourself, to do something you once thought would never happen or you didn't have what you needed to make it happen. That's real change. Being able to move through change and having the confidence to know you could handle whatever is thrown at your way will drastically change how you handle things. Having this mindset will give you the ability to confidently take on new challenges and make decisions without being afraid of the consequences. You'll be able to trust your own judgment and feel good about the choices you make. Let go of that self-doubt. You'll also find that you're much better equipped to deal with difficult situations. Instead of feeling overwhelmed and helpless, you'll be able to take a step back and assess the situation calmly. This will allow you to find the best possible solution instead of just reacting emotionally or letting your anxiety take over. 
So when you compare yourself to others, you don't see the journey they face. You don't see all the struggles and difficulties. You only see the end product. Plus their life isn't your life. Their path isn't your path. What makes them happy isn't always going to make you happy. They could have had so many factors that helped them on their path that helped them get to where they are quicker. Maybe they even just loved themselves more, believed in themselves more, and never gave up. Maybe it was right for whatever they were doing. You might never know, but if you do have real access to these people and they are able to give you authentic answers and and viewpoints, definitely talk to them. Because one, I bet it's nothing that you think. Two, you'll be super inspired. And three, you might learn something from them that can help you. Comparison will always make you feel not good enough. It's inevitable. But stay away from it when you can. This is going back to the beginning of my podcast where I talked about emotions. How does comparison make you feel? It makes me feel awful and zaps any and all motivation. It makes me feel hopeless. I had to understand that everyone's on their own journey and if I am seeing someone else have what I want, that's just the universe telling me that my time is coming. I try to flip comparison into inspiration, but I know it doesn't always work this way. I'm still human and will fall into some of these traps, but I still try every time, and every time it gets a little bit better. If you are on your self-love journey, which I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this, you're going to need a lot of patience with yourself. You need to let yourself make mistakes and try different things. It's how you're going to find your way back to you. You can break so many cycles when you become aware of them. Why are you jealous? Why are you threatened by others? Why do you allow people to rob you of your peace and joy and make you feel like shit? It's just not worth it. But really thinking about these questions and reacting differently to these people that are coming in and making you feel jealous or making you feel threatened or making you feel not good enough is really going to break these cycles. And you'll start to see that these people aren't going to be coming into your life anymore once you can move past it and again when these situations come up just remember that they're neutral you can change how you react to others you can change how you feel about yourself every person again is just giving you a chance to change you are so worth it and you deserve to feel good you deserve to reach your goals and my main goal with this podcast is to help you figure out what you want to do and then go do it So if you don't feel like you have anyone supporting you or guiding you right now, now you have me to help you and this is my commitment is to help you do this. If you still feel like you're too far away from loving yourself, just try to make decisions from a place of helping you grow. Say yes to things and people who will help you grow, even if it's scary. Say no to anything that's going to bring you down or bring you back down to a place that you don't want to be. Pay attention to your emotions. Find a strategy to decrease stress and make you feel good. Have something to go do that you enjoy doing, not something that feels like a chore. Just take the first step. I said it in my podcast, in my first one, just make the decision to change. Once you make the decision to love yourself, which that's your first step and it's so easy, you're going to see how your plan just gets laid out from you. But you're directing the ship. 
The more you love yourself, the easier it will be to act from a place of love, to stay in a place of love, and to have people around you who love you. I'm telling you it makes all the difference. So I'm going to end this podcast with a quote from Joyce Meyer, which I loved, and she said, no matter what we are capable of, we won't do it if we don't believe we are capable of doing it. So start to believe that you're capable of doing it. And I want you to do something today, even if it's so small and silly that you can accomplish and feel good. Because again, that'll open the doors for more. It's like it's like a drug. Like You just want to keep doing it more. Once you accomplish something, you feel good and you just want to keep going. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love you so much and I'll see you next week.